The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, through repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 37, beginning in verse 26, on page 386. The righteous is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Flee from evil, and do the thing that is good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth the thing that is right. He forsaketh not his that be godly, but they are preserved forever. The unrighteous shall be punished. As for the seed of the ungodly, it shall be rooted out. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous is exercised in wisdom, and his tongue will be talking of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and his going shall not slide. The ungodly watcheth the righteous and seeketh occasion to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Hope thou in the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall promote thee, that thou shalt possess the land. When the ungodly shall perish, thou shalt see it. I myself have seen the ungodly in great power, and flourishing like a green bay tree. I went by, and lo, he was gone. I sought him, but his place could nowhere be found. Keep innocency, and take heed unto the thing that is right, for that shall bring a man peace at the last. As for the transgressors, they shall perish together, and the end of the ungodly is, they shall be rooted out at the last. But the salvation of the righteous cometh of the Lord, who is also their strength in the time of trouble. 
And the Lord shall stand by them and save them. He shall deliver them from the Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, of us who are alive. The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire, and you did not go up the mountain. He said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the Lord of the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well with you, and remember as, as well as you. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th verse of the 25th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. 
and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five with them, and made another five talents, and likewise he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money. After a long time the lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, thou lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities, 
and devoutly given to serve glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandment, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. Full of brief thoughts about our lessons tonight. Um, we begin in Psalm 37, um, which is a meditative psalm on the kind of the duration of life and the scope of life, um, and observing the habits um, that, or the, the, the things that become observable only after the course of a long time of meditating on things and drawing a kind of um, provisional summary conclusion for it. Um, it will, it, we always, for some reason, this verse always gets clipped off. And I, I really honestly don't know why. But if we look at, at Psalm 37, verse 25, we see the verse, I have been young and now I'm old, and yet saw I never the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging their bread. Um, this comports with the, um, with the faithfulness that the psalmist is declaring um, on the part of God, um, that God is ever faithful to his covenant. Um, and despite the, um, you know, how in the short term, uh, despite the fact that in the short term we dwell in a world that is much more governed by seeming, um, the long term yields in the end um, a clearer view of what is. Um, it pierces through that world of seeming, that veil of seeming, and we can see things as they are. And what that perspective yields um, for the one who attentively pursues it um, and remains faithful so as to um, be in a position to, to, to actually witness it is that God is faithful. Um, and that this isn't a kind of um, bedtime story one tells oneself in the evening of their life. Um, this is the um, a, a kind of summary assessment of how in the long view of life is. Um, and that becomes kind of a trial of the heart throughout life because we can hear that and we can even believe that. Um, and yet when we're in the intensity of moments of, of, of constrained perspective and moments where um, what is in front of us looms so large that it obstructs the view of anything beyond itself. It's very easy to believe something other than the thing we so strongly believed, even just moments before. And so when we look at, you know, when we look at the passage of life that way, we're getting, you know, in this season at the end of Trinity, we're getting these, you know, these psalms and these readings that reflect back on things from the end. Um, and this is getting re us ready to prepare our hearts for the season of Advent in preparing to meet the Lord again, um, whether it be in the remembrance of him in his first coming or in the anticipation of his second coming. And so as we move from this into Deuteronomy, we're getting another back kind of long view from the end of things on the part of Moses. Moses is giving Deuteronomy, as we've discussed before, as a sermon to the generation of Israel that's going to enter the promised land. Um, and reflecting on the experience of the first generation of Israel that left Egypt. And we'll recall that that is not the same group that is going into the promised land, including Moses, who's going to be, who's not going to be allowed into that place as well. Um, and so as he's instructing, he's calling them back to the time when 
they, Israel received a great gift, but also with that gift, a great responsibility. Um, in the giving of the law, the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, which takes us back to Exodus chapter 20, um, we have something that is a, a kind of epiphany, an illumination, but it immediately starts to pull out um, the, the things that have gone awry in the hearts of all the Israelites. Um, this, you will recall in that story how when the law, the second that the finger of God writes that law on stone tablets, um, at the bottom of the hill, um, you know, literally all hell breaks loose um, as the Israelites sort of declare that Moses must be dead. He's been gone a while. They appoint Aaron as the new leader. They say, lead us back to Egypt. And in the meantime, give us some God that we can actually see because this whole business of one guy going up to meet with a God we cannot see that's not going to do it for us. And they immediately um, depart from what they were just consecrated to do and see what the Lord will deliver by the hand of his servant who will bring that thing to them from the mountain. Uh, and this is in, in, a, in a kind of prefiguring way, this, you know, what we, what we experience as Christians, right? Our Lord has gone up um, and we await his return in the manner that he went up. Um, and yet in the meantime, it can be very, I don't think I can hear you still. I'm not sure if it's just me or the group. Yeah, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. He's muted. No, I can't either. Are we back? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Sorry, uh, sorry about that. Uh, things sorry. just suddenly dropped out on me there. <laughs> no worries. So what we're left to confront here is this, uh, you know, 
in the in the giving of these gifts, you know, as we're at the at the end of this Trinity season, we're left to confront, you know, what use are we making of these gifts? Um, for Israel, for Israel, they received this great gift of the law, but it immediately challenged them um, to faithfulness um, through this wilderness experience. Similarly, in the gifts that we're given through the Spirit, um, we're given a trial of the heart. Are we going to be faithful and make good use of these things as we wait for our Lord to return? Or are we going to fall victim to the doubts of the heart um, that incline us to think, you know, maybe our Lord isn't actually coming or maybe he doesn't care. Um, and so the reason why we come back so regularly is because in the evening prayer we offer each day, we get an opportunity to practice that end and that backward um, that sort of faithful backward view of the day where we look at the work of our hands and say, am I preparing each day in such a way that I can, I'm, re I'm becoming ready to meet the Lord when he comes for me, whether it's at the end of the age with all the other faithful, or it's merely in the hour of death when he comes to, uh, he comes to gather me himself from among my local environment, my local family and my local community. And in either case, um, we get an wow. opportunity to take a look at that as we go through life and, uh, and as we go through each day. And so that's why we gather here, um, because in observing these things, in remembering these things, um, we're getting ready. Um, and so when the great advent of life comes and our Lord returns, um, we're ready to meet him. And so it's through our daily practice we do that. And in that spirit, we'll go ahead and offer our closing intercession tonight on page 590. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. Ed, oh. I can't sit and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks all. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. Sorry for the technological lapse there. I hope you all have a wonderful <laughs> evening. And thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader tonight. Thanks, Father Hayden, very much. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Have a good night, everybody.